Welcome to the Spring Boot Learning Podcast, the channel where you learn about Spring Boot and have fun doing it. And now for your host. He's a developer on the Spring Team, a coffee-loving code wrangler, and the biggest Doctor Strange fan you'll ever meet, Greg Turnquist. In today's episode, we're going to talk about five tools that every Spring developer needs. And we're starting right now. The first thing every Spring developer needs is Sublime Text, the text editor. This is a text editor that amazingly has insights and it can smell variable names. I've used it to edit shell scripts, YAML files, JSON documents, Java code, XML files, and any file that I'm going into, it can somehow scan the file. And when I'm trying to type in the name of a variable, you know, on some kind of crazy text file or something, it seems to have an understanding and it offers me some reasonable stuff. Now I do use another IDE that I'm going to talk about later in this video, but sometimes I just need a fast text editor and Sublime Text does the job. Now the second tool that we need is IntelliJ IDEA. Now once long ago, I was a hardy Eclipse user. I enjoyed it. It was effective. I was able to write code with it very nicely. But then I gave IntelliJ IDEA a spin and I was absolutely blown away. I would start coding stuff and the thing knew what I was doing. Whether I was writing Java code or editing XML files, it had easy to use code completion features. But then I started to notice some of the other subtle things. For example, when I needed to pick a variable name, IntelliJ IDEA would look at the type and start offering me suggested names, uh, you know, names based on the entire name of the class. If I was creating something like a Redis message listener container, it would pop up and offer that as the name of a variable. Or if you started typing listener, it would say listener container. It's offering tips that make sense. And I noticed it also would have awareness of spring, like it would start to alert you to stuff like spring beans and things like that. It would let you inject them into your code. It also has a way to go find code. If I'm trying to find something like a abstract singleton proxy factory bean. Now, if you hang on to the end of the video, you're going to find even more tools that are really helpful to have in your tool bag, including a set of these. Earlier this year, I bought some AirPod Pros and it really blew me away. I've always had wired earbuds, but I found that I would never use them. That's too much a hassle with the, the physical connection to the machine. So they just gather dust in my drawer. But uh, they happened to be on sale for an Amazon Prime Day and they were marked way down. So I went and ordered a set and I found it was incredible. They have a spatial sense where if you're turning while you're looking at the device, it can uh, act in a sort of a stereo fashion. It also has uh, some amount of noise canceling. It's not a lot. But I found that if I was at a coffee shop, it was much easier for me to plug plug them into my ears and listen to one of my tracks while I was writing code. It became very easy for me to step outside for a Zoom chat using them. And I also noticed that I, I you know, if I'm editing a video, for example, having the sound pulled right to my ears is a lot more effective for me. So I, I really discovered an incredible way that would help, you know, in certain times when I want to really immerse in a problem space and solve it, I can put on one of my favorite playlists that happens to also be about 
30 minutes long. So I'd have a good music. I would focus on a task. And when the playlist would be over, I would find that was a good time to take a break using the per se Pomodoro method. So check the link below if you want to take a look at them. You know, you can, you don't have to get AirPods. You can get, there's a, lots of wireless earbuds, but it's the wireless aspect that really counts. And if you happen to be on an Apple device, the AirPods really sizzle on that platform. Now, the next tool that we have was a, solved a problem I've had for years. Several years ago, I bought a 4K TV that was 39 inches in size. It was uh, not really a high quality model. It had a low refresh rate, so you know, not good for sports or gaming, but for writing code, absolutely. It was a steal at that price. I would discover when I'd hook up my laptop, all the screens would jump around and be all wonky. So I'd spend five minutes putting my IDE here, having the shell down here, put Slack on, the, on my laptop as a secondary display, and then, when it came time to depart my desk and I would unplug it, the windows would jump all around and I'd have to repeat the process and I had to do it every time I changed configurations. That was ridiculous. So I started hunting and I discovered the Stay app by Cordless Dog. For just $10 for a lifetime license, I was able to connect my 39 inch 4K TV, put all the windows where I wanted them, hit a hotkey combination and it would record where every window was for that display configuration. And then the next time I hooked up to it, they would all just jump into position. For $10, that's a steal considering the amount of time I've saved over the years with using that application. So check it out for a link and see if that is a handy tool for you. Now, before we get to the last tool that every developer should have, I want you to listen to this word from our sponsor. This video is sponsored by Learning Spring Boot 3.0 Third Edition. Do you want to build a Java app without wasting time? Do you need to create a web layer backed by a powerful yet intuitive data layer? And do you want to protect your users with the most up-to-date and widely used security tools? Learning Spring Boot 3.0 Third Edition will show you the way. And to top things off, it even includes how to deploy and maintain your application in production. Check it out at springbootlearning.com book and pre-order your copy today. Now, another tool that you really need to have in your toolbox, something that has grown in prominence, especially in the past five years, is Docker Desktop. Docker, while it wasn't maybe widely adopted five years ago when I wrote Learning Spring Boot 2.0, today it's a staple for any developer. When you need to spin up Zipkin to go test observability, when you need to fire up a Cassandra database to check out a Spring Data Cassandra application, when you need MongoDB spun up, it's there for you. It also facilitates using test containers. Test containers has really roared into action as a very effective integration toolkit. Sometimes we run into situations where in production they're using Postgres, but on my desktop, all I have access to is H2, for example. We all know the heartache of trying to code one relational database in testing and then going to a different one in production. With test containers, you can have the same style of database in both. Maybe not the same configuration or high availability, but at least we can be speaking the same dialect. Now, I want to thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Spring Boot Learning Podcast. Please visit your favorite podcasting platform and give us a review. This episode of the podcast is over, but your code writing journey continues. 
visit springbootlearning.com and find links and resources to help you write better apps.